Hello, guys. I'm alive. I accidentally went on a bit of a hiatus, but turns out I needed it. And uh, to help me get back in the swing of things, Sarah's here. Hi. I hope you missed. <laughs> so I uh, I promise next episode I will be wrapping up uh, Mockingjay. And I'm going to have to put a trigger warning on that episode because who does that, uh, do those last chapters get dark? And uh, I need to take a mental health break for that specific reason. So, so um, heads up for that episode, guys. Yeah. Also, Sarah got to witness me finishing uh, Chain of Thorns. <laughs> guys, I thought there was an actual emergency. Because she'd already said goodnight for the day and she called me and she was crying and she just kept saying, why? She thought there had been some kind of fatal accident that suddenly happened. She thought someone was being rushed to the yard. No, I was just screaming over fictional teenagers fighting demons. Okay, but now can we give them the reverse, which is funny too? Yes. <laughs> Guys, then again, this is the friend who, when I said, how far is this town from you, thought it was because I had a doctor's appointment out there because my health is crap. Hi. <laughs> it's fun. It's been a good two months. Yeah. Great two months, even. Yeah. I'm completely lying to you. It sucked. <laughs> but I asked where a town was in Allison State to see if she could go to an event that I couldn't attend. And she thought it was because there might be a doctor's appointment out there and was trying to figure out how she'd plan that. <laughs> but, uh, that's she got front row seats to see Rick Riordan. Yes, I do! <laughs> when I tell you, I screamed. And um, also, I, because um, I like had to download the Ticketmaster app onto my phone. And I was at work, by the way. It was like, almost, like the tickets went on sale at like one o'clock in the afternoon, like Eastern Standard Time, which is, you know, the time zone we're in, thankfully. And, but I like had to sneak away and my lunch break had already ended. And I don't get very long lunch breaks, by the way. I think half hour lunch breaks are not very long, but whatever. Um, so yeah, you unwind and then you're back. Yeah, it's like, as soon as I get like five minutes, because I can't eat very fast. And sometimes the DoorDash uh, driver gets there late despite the fact that I ordered my food like half an hour ahead of time and the place I ordered from is like a three minute drive down the road but whatever <laughs> but anyway so because it's like by the time you're uh you know you, I eat my food it's like suddenly there's like five minutes left and I can't like really chill or read or do what I want during my breaks this is why I read and eat at the same time most days yeah, but I struggle to do that. Um, I blame you. Yep. And it's why uh, it's why audiobooks are helpful. I can put my earbuds in for that at least. But anyway, so my lunch break was over. I had to sneak away to get, I like snuck away into the bathroom and like the back. And I kind of sat and I was sitting in one of the stalls on the toilet, just, you know, hold, like looking at my phone anxiously, like watching the countdown on Ticketmaster app. And um, it made me wait in line, Ticketmaster. So I got a brief taste of what I'm sure all the Swift everyone was going through when um, you know, the Aeros Tour tickets went live. Um, and um, I I don't know how y'all dealt with that stress because I couldn't handle it. 
for this one. Thankfully, it wasn't that these tickets weren't going to cost me an arm and a leg. But yeah, guys, being single has its advantages because automatically it's like choose your seats. It automatically had me set for two. But as soon as I switch it to one, suddenly front row seats were available. So I'm seeing Rick while you're written. <laughs> I called you after work just to have you scream. Did yeah. I not? Yeah, because um, I wasn't holding it. I was barely holding it together. And then I sounded First really thing I said was, okay, let it out. Go ahead. Yep. And I think I put a few. And then I think I was just so excited. Cause my excitement was just then contagious because it came across on the phone. And suddenly customers seemed to be in better moods <laughs> when they talked to me. Love that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, this is a slightly chaotic introduction. But whatever. Okay, no, Ray's good. I thought she was getting into something, but no, she's fine. Um, oh, so, Allison. Yeah. You haven't heard. You haven't had our friends hear you in a while. Wait, what? Our friends, the listeners, haven't heard from you in a while. I know, because I um, because dis- I disappeared off the face of the earth for my sanity. So, because I know this was a segment you did anyway. Recent reads. Oh yeah. I've made one YouTube video about it. Um, well, Chain of Thorns, obviously. Yeah, God help me. Yeah, I know. What else have I read? I don't know. My life before Chain of Thorns doesn't matter suddenly. <laughs> yeah. You went to book club after not having read the book because you were too busy reading the other yeah. book. You see, I was going to read the book for book club, but then I decided to be a delinquent and read what my heart wanted to read, which was Chain of Thorns. How dare you? How dare you put your heart? I don't know. Although I'm making up for it by reading the YA book club book right now, and I'm in- really enjoying it. It was it called the da- the da- the Davenports. Uh, it's like a historical uh, fiction about a very rich uh, black uh, black family in Chicago in like 1902. I think it's amazing. So I mean, granted, I'm not even 100 pages in so far, but I'm already intrigued. And there's like four. Uh, point of views are all of them young women and I love each and every one of them already nice so it was like the official like uh I think it was the official Barnes and Noble um pick for February and this like the YA book club meets like the second month the second Tuesday of the month like after the book so this is technically for the February read so happy belated black history month everyone though you should always celebrate uh black history in my opinion seriously though as well as women's history and 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 asian and all and all the other things that are not cis straight white men straight white men oh bo burnham i love that one that one in the country song are my favorites oh speaking of white boys we love um (laughs) um Sarah and I recently saw Titanic in theaters for the 25th anniversary re-release. For the record, we love Jack Dawson, not DiCaprio, because um, he has problems. He does. He's problematic. But Jack Dawson is pure. Yep. Jack Dawson is the best. And a Titanic is one of the best movies of all time. I don't care what any film bros try to tell me. She says that she sips a large mug of tea. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, you, no one else can see this, but also my hair, my hair is kind of falling out of my clip right now, but the way it is, it, it looks really good. It does. I like it. This suits it me. 
I'm also a little buzzed right now, guys. I had some, uh, I was over at Bubba's house having dinner and I drank a little too much wine. So I had alcohol for courage because I don't even know if I know how to podcast anymore. <laughs> it's only been We're here. We're doing it. We're doing this. So like I said, thank you, Sarah, for helping me uh, get get back into the swing of it because I need, I need the moral support. Yes, that's what I'm here for. All I right. am moral support friend. Yay. But but because I'm not talking about Mocking Jay this week, um, I thought I thought it'd be fun to I know this was inspired by uh the Books Unbound podcast because I was catching up on some I felt basically I fell behind on my podcast uh that I listened to in order to um listen to the audiobooks for Chain of Gold and Chain of Iron so I could, you know, be fully prepared for Chain of Thorns. Um, so I'm catching up on Books Unbound, and I was listening to their, um, like, uh, goals for the new year, uh, reading-wise, and I thought, you know what, and Ariel mentioned a, like, uh, she had a segment where it's, like, no more BS TBR, like, the book she's been meaning to read forever, and I thought, why don't Sarah and I just, you know, put it out into the universe, speak it out loud, talk about our, like, top five-ish no more BS books that we want to read, and also, slight tangent, I believe that you don't need to come up with all your goals in uh, January just because everyone else and their mom says you should. I think you can set goals whenever. And personally, I think March is a great time because um, spring's around the corner. The weather's getting warmer. We're feeling more optimistic. The seasonal depression is less aggressive. And on top of that, it's the end of first quarter. We made it, guys. Woohoo! Only three more to go. Yay! Right, I'm just glad I work in, I work inside an office now and not out in the elements. Yep. Although apparently, according to some of my coworkers, uh, the office building I work in, even in the summer, they in the summer they apparently blast the ac so hard that they still have to layer up when they're in the office in the summertime so i gotta keep the so the blanket that i have in my drawer at work i gotta keep it in there all year apparently at my office we all have jackets cardigans blankets etc because it's always cold in there at some point during the day yep exactly and I have one of the, I'm in one of the warmer sections of the office because I'm closest to our operation manager's office. And for some reason, her room is always like really warm. And I don't know what it is about that room. It's just the warmest. And then like, if you go to the other side, the big room in the main office, it's like, it's like tundra in there. So, and, and our office and our operations manager, she keeps the office door open for the most part, unless she has a meeting. And my desk happens to be one of the closest to hers so i get a little bit of that heat come over to me the vent above my head is usually shooting out ac instead of heat Oof. i usually have a cardigan on and uh chronic pain uh plus there are very few of them but chronic pain plus i usually have my heating pad on so it keeps me a little warmer yay Anyway, um, should we talk about the bo- the books that are our top five in no particular order, no more BS reads that we really want to get through this year? Sure. And um, at some point later in this episode, can I just rant at you about a book? Because I feel like you'll find it interesting. Of course. Maybe I'll do a non-spoily rant about Chain of Thorns too at the end. <laughs> and who's starting? Uh, you, you're the guest. 
All right. Uh, first one is one that like everybody has read. I feel like, and it's been it's so deeply loved. The Invisible Life of Addie Larue by V. Schaub. That's hilarious because uh, Sam, who I gave like you know three months of book of the month to for Christmas, that was a book she just got. She showed me a picture of it. That's hilarious. Yes. I have had it for I've had it since it came out on book of the month. I've picked it up a couple of times. I've started it, but like something has always gotten in the way. And that's very much the theme of the books that I have on my list. Except for like one of them, life has just gotten in the way. Mm-hmm. I hate it when that happens. But like, guys, I don't have to tell you about the invisible life of Addie LaRue. I'll be shocked if you haven't already heard about it. If you've spent like one minute on Book Talk, you've heard of the invisible life of Addie LaRue, it feels mm-hmm. like. Because did that book come out like uh, during the like the height of the uh, of the pandemic in 2020? So like everyone was reading it. Yeah, everybody's like, we're stuck inside and this book is long. Let's go. I think I didn't read it like when it came out like quite at the peak I think I read it maybe like a few months after the hype was dying down but it's still very much a beloved book and I really like I had I remember having I had a great time reading that book so I'm excited for you that you still get to experience that yes all right so speaking of long uh, books one that a book that I bought the year it came out because um I remember specifically I remember I bought it because um uh at the end toward the end of the that year Barnes Noble was doing their like here's a select um number of books in hardcover that you that you can get for 50% off and you could like do it from the website so I bought it for that reason because it was like a giant hardcover and that is Is a book I'm scared of yeah so it's Priory of the Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon and the prequel just came out and what motivated me to kind of start reading it is because well for one thing I've realized I think when you know setting reading goals it's probably healthier to um focus on the page the amount of pages to read instead of uh you know the amount of books because then I'll never get to the big books I want to read and then flying through chain of thorns reminded me oh big books aren't aren't that scary because I used to read long books no problem when I was younger so I'm like um so like I don't know just reading Chain of of Thorns and just being so excited about it and like in such a a long book because it's like over 700 pages just gave me that feeling of like when I was in seventh grade and just reading everything in like two in two days and I'm and I'm like oh my gosh and and I'm like, you know what? I need to tackle a big, another big book ASAP. So prior to the orange tree, which I feel like most people have heard of. And also, uh, again, every, uh, a couple of people in my book club were talking about it. And I'm like, you guys, you got me convinced now. Nice. Yep. And there are dragons in that book. That's all I really know. That's all I need to know. Can I do a two for one? Yes. Um, Someday, maybe. I'm going to butcher this author's name and I am so sorry. I have, like, I, looking at it stresses me out. No. So it's Someday Maybe by Anya Nwabanelli? I, I hope that was kind of intelligible. Yeah. And awesome. Transcendent Kingdom by Yagyasi. Mm. 
Why do I know those titles? Uh, they were both book of the month picks. Okay, both- that that explains. I think they were before you joined, but they're both book of the month books. Hmm. But um, they're both books by women of color that handle grief and loss. And I picked, I know that I picked Transcendent Kingdom up in that weird liminal period after my grandfather died when I was obsessed with grief and I opened it, I started it, and I got maybe 15 pages in and couldn't do it. Someday Maybe is a newer book. It's a, it's a debut. I started it. Again, I wasn't in the right place for it, but it's a woman uh, grappling with trigger warnings here it's a woman grappling with her husband's suicide and what i read of it is gorgeous i just wasn't in the place to keep going so i'm hoping to return to those two and give them the time that they deserve and also take that space for myself yeah important to be in the right headspace when reading uh books that deal with that topic yay yay Uh, not us uh, doing the Chandler Bing strategy where we try joke to go. make jokes when dealing with dark topics. Joke to cope. Woo! That's what we were doing the other night. <laughs> it was fun. All right. Um, Next on my uh, TBR that I think came out almost like a full year ago. And I said when this book came out that it was like one of my most anticipated reads of the year. I want to read it ASAP. And I and I said last fall when I did the finally fall book tag, I'm like, nope, no more BS. I'm going to do this. Well, here I am. Um, everything I said about that was complete bullshit. So I still haven't read it. <laughs> it's okay I, like, I bought this book the week it came out and I remember because you and I were at Barnes and Noble and you pointed at the table because it was on the table of new releases and I was like <gasps> mine and it's all my rage by Saba Tahir I forgive you in on behalf of the listeners <laughs> thank you I don't know maybe I'm just subconsciously still angry at Saba for what she did to a character at the end of the In Ember and the Ashes series <laughs> could be because I, I think, because I think, uh, yeah, earlier that, like before all my rage came out, that was around the time I finally finished that series, and I was experiencing some heavy emotional damage. Emotional damage. Emotional damage. Tick tock has ruined our brains. Oh yeah, it has. Woo! I hope you leave that in for the listeners. They deserve I it. I will. <laughs> they deserve it. We love you guys. Uh, thanks and for gals and non-binary pals. Yeah, thanks for putting up with me, everyone. <laughs> All right, what's next on your list? The Falling in Love montage by Sierra Smith. Sierra Smith, sorry. I haven't heard of this. Tell me more. It is a sapphic summer rom-com after one of the main characters loses either loses someone or the person is at end of life. I don't remember. But sapphic summer rom-com. It's called the falling in love montage. I'm in. The cover has a nice, gorgeous, like, summer setting on it. I'm in. That should be a whole genre. Sapphic summer rom-com. Truly. Book talk. Make it happen. We love the bisexuals. We love the gays. But, like, sapphic summer rom-com. 
emotion. That's going to be stuck in my head now all night, guys. And the alcohol is not helping with that. It's my fault. Yay. Thank you, Sarah. Anyway, um, speaking of, I don't know, speaking of summer, actually, I have no idea if this book takes place in the summer. It just, it this book came out like either like the middle to end of August last year and it has a very bright yellow cover so I associate it with summer and it's another book where like I was so excited to read it I pre-ordered it I made sure to get it the day it came out and I still haven't read it and uh book talk and the whole book community can shame me for this one um Carrie Sato was back by Taylor Jenkins Reid <laughs> we were we were just commiserating over the fact that we haven't read that yet the other day I haven't even bought it yet no I'm still mad about it but also, I feel like I would want to reread Malibu Rising first because she appears in it. Remember? Yeah, that's true. But then again, I am impulsive. So here we go. <laughs> Valid. Yeah, I'm bad at like going back and rereading books that are part of like series or companion books. Um, the Last Hour series was clearly the exception here. <laughs> yeah but but yeah taylor jenkins read um is fantastic and also don't forget to read some of her backlisted uh like uh contemporary uh reads guys because those are also fantastic especially uh especially one true loves that's my favorite so still have yet to read two of them but so far so good and i'm glad that i got the like original uh covers when i did because they were like because they reprinted all her like uh backlist ones and i don't i don't like the new covers no valid not for me um this is where i mentioned that a book that almost made it onto my list was the seven husbands of evelyn hugo i also want to read daisy jones and the six again because of the amazon prime series oh that's right wait did the first episode come out yeah uh brianna texted me about it because she remembered when i read the book mm -hmm. and let's not forget that they actually made them a band and actually put the album out <gasps> what okay i like know nothing i haven't been following the promotion of the show at all because i just wanted to go in like almost blind but i did not know that they made it they made the album and put the album out it's called aurora oh what yes and the the cast is beautiful, and uh, I'm so hopeful for this series. I I loved Daisy Jones and the Six when I read it the first time. I really want to read it again. Um, certain points in that book that I won't mention because they're major spoilers, like still forever live in my mind when I think about like great writing. Uh huh. Oh oh oh, because um, I know both of us read it like with our eyeballs first time but you know it'd be amazing if we listen to the audiobook because i think they did a full cast recording for like a full cast for that audiobook i think they did yes i think they did um sp also speaking of series shadow and bone season two comes out this week <sighs> yeah yeah, everyone uh, pray for Sarah because I just finished Chain of Thorns and now Shadow and Bone Season 2 is coming out. <laughs> when does it come out? On Thursday. Although I think I'll be good and wait till like Friday so I can like stay up all night. 
Of course, it doesn't come out when we're expecting the nor'easter at the start of the week. What? There's a nor'easter Monday into Tuesday. I heard my area is expecting over a foot of snow. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't want a foot of snow. Yeah. Even if we do get a foot of snow, I'll still probably be expecting to go into work. It's a possibility for me. Like, they'll probably make me bring my laptop home in case. Mm -hmm. But also, guys, I don't drive. I use a ride share to get to work. You know how bad that's going to (laughs) suck? Yeah. No one's going to want to take you. Where where were we? Last book we talked Um, about Harry Sato, right? Yes. So it's technically my turn because I threw in an honorable mention there. Right. And then we started talking about Daisy Jones and Shadow and Bone. Yes. So The Rules of Magic by Alice Hoffman, which if you go chronologically through the Practical Magic books is the second book. Another book I've started multiple times, haven't gotten through, but like I have a renewed desire because of how much I loved book one, like chronological book one. I also love the actual Practical Magic book, which in publication order is book one. But, like, it follows the aunts from the actual Practical Magic book, which I love. Fun fact, one of them is played by Stockard Channing in the movie. And if that name doesn't ring a bell, that was Rizzo in Greece. Ooh, cool. Okay. Well, shouldn't have closed out my phone where I wrote the list down. What I say next? <laughs> uh, this oh. is where I could to shut my brain up and say, uh, since I mentioned Greece... A hickey from Kaneki is like a hallmark card. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my I'm pretty sure my mom can just if you asked her to could recite the entire movie of Greece. Probably. All right. Uh, it's like the one musical she ever got obsessed with. <laughs> then she had me. My brain is the inside of my brain right now is just grease lightning. Grease lightning. Okay. Um, I I don't know. I was trying to connect the thing, the book I was gonna say next, but I can't figure out how to connect it. So I'll just say it. Okay. Next. Um, I it's a it's a series three three books. I ideally want to read the whole series this year, but you know, if I just only read book one this year, that'll be I'll that's an accomplishment. I will I will be proud of myself for that. And it's the Poppy Wars by R.F. Kuang, because last year I read Babel and. Holy freaking goodness, it was one of the be- it was like one of my favorite reads. It was like one of the best books ever. So I'm like, and everyone always tells me like the Poppy Wars is good. So I'm like, okay, well now I really have to read the Poppy Wars because Babel was phenomenal. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you know, war and things. Again, I don't know too much about this series because I just, I'm like, I'm going to trust, the, I'm going to trust the people. In fact, I trusted the people and the fact that I love Babel so much that I used my gift card money, like at the end of the year to buy the entire Poppy Wars trilogy in hardcover. Damn. That's how much faith I have in you people. Don't let me down. Basically, I just realized I haven't been reading enough fantasy lately. So I'm trying to remedy that this year. And this brings us to number five. Woohoo! 
unless you're me and you cheat by doing a twofer for number two and throwing an honorable. Hey, I it's all good. Um, everything leads to you by Nina Lacour. Only book of hers I have not read. And we know how much I love her. Yeah. I've I've read every other Nina Lacour book and would give them four stars or higher. Mm-hmm. Two of my favorite books ever are Nina Lacour books. Since I've already mentioned it multiple times, We Are Okay is a favorite, and then Watch Over Me. Those are her two, if you ask me, like, gold star books. I remember when Watch Over Me came out and we read it. Like, y'all, she was not okay. I mean, she was. was not. But she was. And then I did a reread and wasn't okay on the reread either, even though I knew what was coming. Mm -hmm. Good times. The best of times. I have an art frame down of the cover for that book because I pre-ordered it. Damn! They sent me a, a print of that gorgeous original hardcover front cover. If you haven't seen that cover art, go check it out. Not the purpley paperback one, which is still gorgeous in its own right, mm-hmm. but the original light blue cover yeah. with the hair rising. I'll be a I'll be honest, when I saw that cover, when the book came out and we got it, and and like when I read the synopsis that she was going to stay at some farm, this was around the time the movie Midsommar came out with Florence Pugh, and I thought, oh god, girl, run! Don't join the cult! Well, because that, mo- that movie looks stressful. Yeah. So, um, what is your number five? Oh, um... Also, another fantasy book, uh, Daughter of the Moon Goddess by Su Lin Tan. And, you know, and it's part of a duology, so we're including um, the sequel, Heart of the Sun Warrior, um, based off a Chinese um, myth, which I don't know the name because I didn't prepare. I didn't do my research for this episode. Whoops. But, um, but yeah, so basically, uh, the Moon Goddess has a daughter that is banished to the moon. She has a daughter she's not supposed to, and I think the daughter accidentally uses uh, magic and is detected by the gods, has to go on the run, trying to save her mother, all the fun stuff. Like, I guess it's technically YA because um, they mentioned, they were talking about it on the Hey YA uh, Book Riot podcast, but for some reason I've never seen it in the YA section at Barnes & Noble, so I don't know, but whatever. Yeah, it sounds it sounds up my alley. It does. Sounds up my sounds up my alley. You got there. It took some time, Allie, but you got there. Yeah. Also, I realized a goal that I was telling Sarah about last night that I started an Excel spreadsheet for. By the way, um, is I want to fifty. I want fifty percent of the books I read this year to be books that I bought like. 2022 and you know before basically anything before 2023 because you know I want to talk I want to actually like seriously because every year I say I want to tackle my TBR I want to read the books I have but I haven't like you know they've always been vague goals I want a more like concrete number goal and I made a spreadsheet for it guys because there's a lot of books that I know I on my shelf that I haven't read that I know I will love so getting on that that's all that's our like uh top uh no more bs reads of the year but what's the rant you wanted to give sarah i made an impulse buy today and it was a wonderful yet incredibly emotional decision 
and this book is fascinating in its own right and i feel like you'll be like kind of interested okay it is a poetry collection called lazarus rises amongst other things by berkeley novak stoles it is a poetry collection have you heard about this i feel like i have it it just came out the tuesday before we're recording this episode oh no way it wasn't supposed to come out until Thursday, but it is indie published and the author accidentally published it two days early. That's amazing. Um, I happen to follow Berkeley over on TikTok. They're um Icarus Pendragon over on TikTok. I love them. Icarus and this Pen- is a- Icarus Pendragon, Allison, link it in the show notes. Yes. It is a poetry collection about um, love, grief, and such because um, it's been less than a year since Berkeley's brother ended his own life on Berkeley's birthday. You know what's really fascinating about this whole thing? The media convergence. Because this book is like I said, their story of grief and love and perseverance through, um, it's very biblical, there's a lot of reference, but also supernatural because they're a giant supernatural fan. The book is named after the season four episode one episode Lazarus Rising where Dean comes back from hell. Allison, I told you about this episode recently. Oh yeah, Where I remember. Literally claws himself out of his own grave. Yeah, that sounds horrifying. The the writing in the book though is absolutely stupendous. I'm about 70% of the way done with it. I just bought it this afternoon. It, it is so deep and heavy, but they encapsulate grief so well. But like it's insane because this book is already I think it's number two and number three in new poetry on Amazon. Yeah. 11,000 copies have gone out in less than a week. Holy, holy shit. Good for them. People People are writing articles about this book and the connection to Supernatural. Like, they're they're going viral again. Fuck yeah. And it's crazy because, like, they're very in the fandom, like, to the point where the Winchesters TV series sent them two merch packages recently. They they met Jensen Ackles again recently, the gentleman who plays Dean, and brought a copy of Lazarus Rises with them and showed it to him and had him read some of the poetry and got him to sign the book. I love that so much. And I I flip ahead in books often. I'll read like the acknowledgments if I really like what I'm getting halfway through. The last paragraph of the acknowledgments is to Dean Winchester. So the fact that Berkeley was able to get it in the hands of Jensen Ackles and get him to know it existed and get him to sign it kills me. And the um, dedication at the front of the book is to Misha Collins, <laughs> who played Castiel. 
And I've seen like two episodes of Supernatural, but I love how invested Sarah gets me in the fandom. <laughs> okay, but um, fun fact, guys, the episodes that Allison has watched are the musical episode from season 10, whose name is escaping me, which I cannot believe. Fan fiction, fan fiction. <laughs> it's dead ass fan fiction. And the Scooby Natural episode. <laughs> yeah. Those are two of my favorite episodes. But no, after their brother died, the author for a I don't know if they still do. I I think they still do. But for the longest time would watch that season four episode, Lazarus Rises, over and over and over, at least once a day, but usually multiple times. And I know that it resonated. There are poems specifically about that one episode. It's where the title of the book came from. I mean, I know that feeling. I've watched the Dear Billy episode of season four of Stranger Things many a times. Also, I can't believe that the Winchester's TV series fucking confirmed the multiverse if only that Dean come back from the dead again yeah y'all Sarah sent me a clip of that from TikTok and was sobbing I was I was not okay I was like I've loved Supernatural for years Dean Winchester has always been my favorite he's been a character that's resonated with me for years also Oh, forgot to mention at the beginning of the episode, guys, but another reason I was going on hiatus was because um my laptop charger that I was using was not working and charging my computer, which, you know, is a problem since, you know, most of the work I do for this podcast is on my computer. Which including, but including, but not limited to uh, writing the episodes and editing the episodes. So that was a major yeah. problem. Yeah, it was a very fun appointment at the Apple store. Yep. Thankfully, uh, so I mean, I've had this laptop since 2017, so I'm due for a new one soon. But thankfully, we're at least able to solve the short-term problem and just get me a new charger so I can save up for a new computer. But yeah, like, um, that was just the unit. But the, I guess that was just the universe's way of saying, girl, you're crazy take a break you haven't missed this in 2022 you didn't miss a single week including when you went out of the country and even at the end of december when most podcasters take a break take a break i'm way for the summer I go upstate oh yeah i'm gonna crash tonight i can already tell because I'm, I'm going crazy Although speaking of a uh, speaking of crazy, my little mini uh, non spoilery rant, I have a bone to pick with Cassandra Clare because she was trolling us the entire time. Well, the entire time, but for a good chunk of Chain of Thorns because um she made some previous material um back when Clockwork Princess came out, and those who are fans know what I'm talking about. Um that and that led that gave all of us preconceived notions of which character was going to be safe and which characters weren't and 
and you know when chain of gold first came out cassandra clare was like oh don't trust it we're all like oh <laughs> you're just messing with us cassie no no guys she was serious so what the fuck and if you were going to do that cassie because i get it like you made this this thing years ago and the way you want things to go when, when you're writing can change but at the very least um not at the cost of a different character's character arc though because it was still good but i think it could have been better but anyway one day I will rant about this in like 50 million years when I'm doing bookish babbles and I'm going through all the Shadowhunter books. My god, we're going to spend at least five years in the Shadowhunters universe probably. I feel bad for the person who just texted me because it wasn't <laughs> me. It was a wrong number text. <laughs> oh, speaking of wrong numbers, um, when uh, when I um sent the second uh Zoom link because we had to use, make a second one, I accidentally texted it to Owen. Because <laughs> he and I were texting about something. Because he and I were texting about something right before um we started recording. <laughs> I need to have him on the podcast one day. We need because we're he and I are we're bad at coordinating times when we're both available. Yeah. Like how dare you? How dare you have? Pre- like, how dare you make plans? Not accepted. Oh, Allison. Yeah? The poem I texted you today was from Lazarus Rises. Oh, okay! I love that. Yes. I sent that to my uh, wonderful support system now that my health has kind of gone to shit. But Y'all are some real superheroes. Love you, man. <laughs> love you, too. All right, um... Probably ended here. Uh, there was very little structure to this episode. Clearly, I feel like I'm podcasting for the first time again. <laughs> but yeah, next time I t- and I'm fixing my hair currently while I'm wrapping this up, guys. Don't mind me. <laughs> Sarah gets to witness this. Enjoy the chaos, friends. I have to watch it too. Yeah, but yeah, next time we talk, I promise we'll be wrapping up Mocking Jay and. Yeah, I genuinely needed a break, and it's not just because I'm, you know, putting off the end of the Hunger Games series. Maybe it's a mix of both, but anyway. Um, thank you, What's everyone. Next? What'd you say? What's next? Uh, we'll talk about that once wrap once Mockingjay is wrapped up. Well, well, that was you. more for my own curiosity. <laughs> oh, I swear I told you, but I'll tell you after. I'll tell you in private after, but um, as okay. for as for the listeners, um, y'all I know before y'all, you, ha, ah. <laughs> y'all will find out soon. Okay, um, but seriously, I appreciate y'all listening, and I hope the chaos gives you some amusement <laughs> at the very least. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, hydrate before you dehydrate. Stay safe. We love you. Go read a damn book. Yes. Go read. Yeah, actually, maybe that'll be that that can be the question of the week. If you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and answer it. What's your top no more BS book you want to read this year? Yes. Let us know. I'd love to know. Give us some other great ideas for books we would we would want to read. So but so with that being said, hope y'all socials in the show notes, blah blah blah, you know the routine. I hope y'all have a great day slash night and I'll talk to you next time. Bye! Bye.